Thank you for listening to the Faith Free Lutheran Sermon Archive. Tonight's sermon, for the third Wednesday in Lent, is preached by seminarian Adam McCarlson. If you have questions about tonight's sermon, please call the church office at 612-824-5527 or visit our website, faithlutheran-aflc.org. Now let's join in and hear what God has to say to us tonight. Our sermon text for tonight is taken from Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. What shall we say then? Are we to, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Heavenly Father, uh, your word is truth, every single word of it. And as we come today, Lord, we come expectantly uh, to hear your truth tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm not sure if any of you have ever seen uh, perhaps a video of like a, a newborn baby giraffe. Or if you're more familiar with a farm, uh, perhaps a, a baby calf or a foal. Or maybe a newly hatched chick or bird. As you watch them trying to figure out this new environment, this new place, their new legs, the new wings that they've never used before. Sometimes we might think it's cute, but at the same time, it's quite awkward to watch. We can see them fumbling around, stumbling, falling, and failing as they're trying to orient themselves to this new life that they have. Even if they end up walking or eating or jumping as they're supposed to, you can kind of tell as you watch them that it's just not right. Something's not right. In our text for today, Paul in the book of Romans here, isn't talking about animals, but he's talking about Christians who perhaps might be experiencing the stumbling, falling, and failing that comes every day as the life in the life of the believer. Paul has been making a case as we look in our text today, the chapter before in Romans 5, he's been making the case that we have been given this free gift eternal life in Christ Jesus. We've been given abundant grace and justification, this declaration that we have been made right with God. This all comes as a free gift. And in here in Romans 1, Paul is anticipating what these Christians perhaps might be asking in the back of their mind. If this is a free gift, if salvation has come to me because of nothing that I have done, if this eternal life that I have is solely done because of what Christ has done, and he has given it to me freely, can I continue in sin? If we look at verse 1, it says, What then shall we say? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Can we keep sinning as believers in Christ, as Christians? He continues on in verse 2 and answers that question. He says, by no means. Absolutely not. We should not be living in sin. Just because this gift is free, the eternal life we have in Christ has been given to us, this abundant grace, we should not keep on sinning. 
If we take a look at our own lives, we might ask those questions too. Is it all right if I lie or am hateful? If I put God on the back burner of my life and perhaps elevate something else as the prime place in my life? Is it okay to lust after someone or to be greedy? Can I ignore that person who is in need because it's inconvenient to me? Can I work so hard that I neglect my family? Our answer should be the answer that Paul gave, by no means. But instead, we often love our sin. We make excuses. The lust that we have in our hearts, we justify by saying that everyone does this. It's okay. We neglect our families. Perhaps we convince ourselves that that other thing that we were doing was really important. So it's all right. Or perhaps the lie that we tell, we convince ourselves that the other lies that other people make are worse than this one. So my lie is okay. We justify our sin. We justify ourselves and the things that we do, thinking it's all right to continue living in sin. As we think about our sin, we should consider our sin to be vile, heinous, despicable, gross. When we take a look at our lives and the sinful deeds that we continue to walk in, we should never have an attitude, as this question implies, of it's okay, it's all right. The sin that we uh, are wanting, wondering and, want, and wanting to live in, our answer to that sh sin should be by no means. A phrase that kind of came to mind as I was thinking of this is, you are dead to me. A phrase that perhaps we would use to describe someone who has said something to us or done something to us that was so terrible, so awful that we never want to see them again or talk to them again or associate with them again. We wouldn't acknowledge them, discuss things with them, call them on the phone, and that is how we should view our sin. Our sin should be dead to us. And that's what Paul, continuing on in Romans chapter 6, that's what Paul teaches us, that by baptism that we have been joined, uh, been joined to Christ's death. By baptism we are joined to Christ's death. As we see in verse 3, it says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? The image that we should see as we dwell on this, being joined to Christ's death or being baptized into Christ's death, is we should imagine the cross, the events that led up to it by the hands of the Roman officials, the beating that Jesus endured, the, thorn of, the thorny crown that was placed upon his head, the clothes that were stripped off of him, and as he was crucified and nailed to that cross. We should see Jesus' body lifeless on the cross, no longer talking or breathing or heaving to struggle to breathe. We should see Jesus' death. But in baptism, what's promised here is that it's not just Jesus' cross, it's not just Jesus' death, but it is your cross and your death. As we have been united and joined to Jesus in our baptism, it means that through that washing by water and the word, that we were there with Jesus. You hung on that cross. You died with Jesus. Your sin has been put to death. 
when we wonder if it's okay to continue on in our sin or that it's not really that big of a deal, right? The answer should be no. I have been baptized. By no means my sin has been put to death. By baptism, not only have we died to sin, but we have also been buried with Jesus. By baptism, we were joined to Christ's burial. If you look at verse 4, the first part, it says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. This was the final part of what some people call Jesus' humiliation. If you think about the Apostles' Creed, as we recite the Apostles' Creed, there's kind of the three parts that we go through. The first one talks about God the Father, right? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. The third section talks about the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life and things associated with him. The second uh, section of the Apostles' Creed talks all about Jesus, talks all about what he has done. And if you look through or think through the Apostles' Creed there, we'll often see several events, uh, many events that take place in the life of Jesus. For me, I counted ten, and the first five we consider part of his humiliation, or these things that took place um, as Jesus descended from his divine glory and majesty and descended here, humiliated himself coming to earth. You might think of the words of the Apostles' Creed, but that he was born, that he suffered, that he was crucified, that he died, and that he was buried. The second set of five are um, talking about not his humiliation, but exaltation, his um, descent into hell to proclaim the victory that he has over death, his resurrection to new life, his ascension into heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father, and his second coming. But I found it interesting that the last of the five parts of Jesus' earthly ministry here as part of his humiliation ended with his burial. He was born, he suffered, he was crucified, he died, and he was buried. As we dwell upon the burial of Jesus, it brings a sense of finality, of completeness to what Jesus had done. Not only did he die, not only was he crucified, but he is dead and buried. It is finished. Imagining and thinking upon this burial, it brings us back also to the Garden of Eden, back in the book of Genesis. We see that original sin that was committed by our Edenic parents, Adam and Eve, and we see a promise in Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. It says, For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This promise that was made to Adam, that God, as he came and found Adam after Adam fell into sin, the promise that God made is that you are dust and to dust you shall return. That promise was fulfilled in Jesus, in his burial. Jesus, the only one that was not created and not made from the dust of the earth, was buried in the tomb. And the faithfulness of God is on display that in our baptism, we are buried. We are returned to the dust there with Jesus. It is done. It is complete. We were baptized into Jesus' death. We were buried with him by baptism. So what? Why does this matter to us? The second half of verse 4 in Romans chapter 6 
gives us the answer. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. By baptism, we were joined to Christ's resurrection. We remember those baby animals from the beginning of our time together and the awkwardness that they displayed as they were figuring out life and trying to understand what it meant to be alive and to be born. The stumbling and falling and failing that they experienced. We experience those things too in our sinfulness. We cling to this promise that has been given to us that our sin has been put to death through Christ's uh, death and resurrection, and that we have been joined with Jesus there in our baptisms. We have been crucified. We have been buried with Jesus. But that we are not to turn back to that grave. We are not confined to the coffin of sin any longer, but rather we can press on, yes indeed, still stumbling and falling and failing but nonetheless pursuing this newness of life that we have in Christ that is ours by means of our baptism. Perhaps you have questions like Paul answered for us today. Perhaps you might ask, should I go back to my previous life of sin? Those bad habits that I have, can I continue to live in them? Is that all right? Is it okay if I give in to the temptations from the culture that is around me? And the answer should be, as we've mentioned, by no means. Because in baptism, we have been joined to Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. In baptism, your sin has been put to death, and you have been buried with Jesus. And in baptism, you have been called to walk in the newness of life that is yours in Christ Jesus. Amen. Lord, thank you for your word. I pray that you would continue to be with us as we strive to walk in newness of life.